Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw and this is Hash It Out. Welcome back to Boundaries Week. Yesterday, a listener was facing a relationship dilemma with their mom. What do I do when my mom always starts conflicts with me in public? The question was twofold. Number one, how do I have a conversation with her before the fact? And number two, how do I respond in the moment? Yesterday, I answered the first part of that question, and today's question from another listener will help us address the second part. Dear Liz, whenever my girlfriend and I are in public, we have the weirdest disagreements. We tend to correct each other or talk over each other when we're telling stories. When my girlfriend does it to me, it makes me really mad. It makes me feel put down and it just seems so rude. People also say stuff to us about it too. They notice it and they think it's weird. I have to admit, I do the same thing to her. I will interrupt her, talk over her, correct her. It makes things feel really heavy and tense, even when they should be light. I mean, this is happening at parties. How can I respond when we do this to each other in the moment? Dear Love Learner, let me start by saying good for you for having the relational awareness to recognize both roles here. I'm glad you're able to see and admit that this is something you both struggle with and take responsibility for your part while also recognizing the part that your partner has in this and how uncomfortable it makes you. If you've been listening this week, you'll know I've encouraged you to look at what you and your partner both need here. My guess is is that something you'll both express is that you want some basic respect. Dig in a little bit there to get underneath what respect would look like in these scenarios. Respectful partners have each other's backs in public. We don't correct each other, right? So perhaps you would say, I'll feel respected when I have space to tell a story. Or you might say you need more trust because correcting people and interrupting them can sometimes indicate that you don't think that they can handle a conversation on their own. So you have to trust that they can do that. The next step to setting the boundary is to actually speak up about it. That might be having a conversation beforehand, like we talked about in the last episode, by letting your partner know what you've noticed. For example, noticing that when you're out with friends, you're often correcting each other and that this feels really uncomfortable. You'll wanna share what you need here. I need to be respected and trusted when I'm talking, and you can offer that to me by letting me finish. If you need to offer me corrections, please do that in private. Now, let's talk about how to act on it. What do we do when we've had the conversation beforehand and then the boundary is still violated? Do we act on it in the moment? Do we hold on to it until later? There can be pros and cons to both, and I want to encourage you to read the room and read your own mood and the mood of your partner. Sometimes holding on to it might be the best thing to do if 
it just isn't the type of space that you can bring it up. However, most of the time, it's best to somehow address it as close to the moment as possible to avoid resentment and to also avoid forgetting to bring it up. An external boundary might be waiting until the conversation is over and going to your partner and saying, I'm not okay with what just happened. Don't cut me off again in front of people. Having an internal boundary might mean stopping the conversation and distracting yourself or others with something else, like asking if anyone wants a drink or saying you need to run to the bathroom. Internal boundaries are the things we do with ourselves to get out of situations that don't feel right and don't honor our needs to move into situations that honor our needs. Sometimes we set the internal boundary first. I'm no longer going to partake in this, so I'm going to move myself out of it. And then the external boundary later. Hey, babe, can we talk about what happened earlier? And sometimes it might be reversed. Remember, this is all about what you're needing and what makes sense in the moment and within the environment. Other examples of how internal and external boundaries play out? Let's say your boss gives you so much work and so you can never take lunch. You need food, right? You have to eat. So an internal boundary might mean that you pack a lunch and you keep it at your desk so you at least have food at your desk to make sure that you meet that need. An external boundary might be scheduling a meeting with your boss later on, saying something like, hey, I really have to eat and I've noticed that I don't really have time for that during the day. What can we do here? You need to do what you have to do to make sure that you get that need met, right? And sometimes you can ask others to help you with that, but you also have to come back to yourself to do the things you need to do. Another example, maybe you have a friend who always flakes at the last minute. An internal boundary would mean taking that information and allowing it to advise you for the future. For example, maybe you don't invite this friend to events where it's necessary that they attend. For example, don't buy them expensive concert tickets if you think they're going to flake. Buying the tickets would mean just setting yourself up for disappointment or resentment. Instead, honor yourself and your needs by recognizing who your friend really is and make sure that you're only asking that friend to do things where you're going to be okay with it if they flake. An external boundary might be telling your friend that you can only invite them if they confirm. So far this week, we've looked at identifying needs, speaking up about them, and then acting on the boundary by using internal or external boundaried communication. Tomorrow, we will talk about when it's really hard to continue the follow-through. If you have a relational dilemma you want my thoughts on, please email questions at goodrisings.com. I'm Liz Earnshaw, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thanks for listening to Hash It Out. If you enjoy this episode of Hash It Out, be sure to check out the other Good Risings offerings available in our feed. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.